everybody, this is Jim. And Jeremy. And we are on show number 24. Today we're going to talk about some concerts uh, we've seen this year. And we're going to start with some music news, and then uh, we're going to talk about some new uh, music releases. So I have a uh, music news story. I don't know if you heard this, Jeremy, but there is a band that actually changed the name of their song to match a fan's tattoo that was had a typo. Really? I did not hear this. So a band decided to officially change one of their song names to match a fan's tattoo, which included an awkward typo and the band i've never heard of them called water parks so this girl uh carolina clancy daniel uh she got a series of inkings paying tribute to the three-piece band including two song names and a lyric underneath a sketch of the front man austin knight carolina she's 20 she's shared a snap that's what the kids are calling it these days <laughs> of her new tattoos to her Twitter account. And upon closer inspection, she realized the artist had made a glaring error. She had planned to permanently commemorate one of their songs, which was called See You in the Future. But the tattooist had added an extra in. So the title read, See You in in the future. So Austin Knight, the singer, he saw the tweet and he wrote, Water parks, please, it's not too late to change the song title. Seems it wasn't too late as he followed up with another tweet telling uh, this girl that, hey, I saw your tattoo and figured the least we could do is change the song title for you. So a search on Spotify now lists the tune as See You In In The Future. Nice. <laughs> so I'm sure the, you know, if that's in the chorus, they're not, they didn't, re-record the song but maybe at a later date right they'll re-record the song and i have a picture here i know our listeners can't see it but that's the tattoo <laughs> see you in in the future hold on okay my other story's downstairs oh nice i forgot because i it was in my bag mm-hmm. beer break he's running to quickly get a beer or a beer break He's not missing his notes. He's not missing a major story that he wants to tell you about. It's really a beer break. That's code for beer break. And there's the beer in his hand. No, I actually need my phone. <laughs> so my second uh, news story is Singapore prepares to rock softly as COVID ban partially relaxed. Singapore is lifting its controversial ban on music in restaurants and bars as part of an easing of coronavirus restrictions. So now um, food and beverage establishments can play soft recorded music. They actually ban music in the restaurants. Why do you think they ban the music? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, apparently if you play loud music, in a restaurant, you're talking louder. Okay. So the so talking louder, they thought was going to spread COVID more <laughs> through the air. And this ban was um, says in place since June 18th. I guess all of a sudden they decided this was causing. Uh, I, I think in Singapore, the probably the COVID rates, you know, the COVID cases went up. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, this was based on the rationale that loud or heavy background noise encourages people to speak louder, increasing the risk of spreading COVID-19, and live music will remain banned. Maybe if too many people sing the songs, that'll spread the COVID. Especially Bon Jovi. <laughs> you know, you really got to talk over Bon Jovi. Absolutely. You don't want to hear that. <laughs> you got to talk louder over Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> so up to five fully vaccinated people from the same household will be allowed to dine together at restaurants and bars. An increase from two. Ooh. Yeah. They're helping to eliminate the jukebox. <laughs> So there, there's a lot of new releases coming out, which is great. A lot of good albums. We've got, I've got three holiday albums that are coming Ooh, out. Actually, four. Here we go. All right. So on October 15th, I didn't even know this because don't tell anyone, but i big Kelly Clarkson fan. Mm-hmm. She released another Christmas album. Uh, when Christmas Comes Around, 15 songs. And October 15th, Nora Jones. Who I like, uh, I Dream of Christmas, 13 songs. And November 5th, Steve Perry released The Season, eight songs. And uh, I noticed uh, Sia, I thought she released a new Christmas album, but it's her, it's her original Christmas album from, I don't know, a couple years ago. But it's got extra songs on it. Ooh. So it's like a deluxe version. Okay. So other uh, music releases, uh, we've got... October 31st, Limp Biscuit, and it's called Still Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> now there's 12 songs on this. I listen to this and I love it. Really? It is like, it, it's hard to describe. So I was a Limp Biscuit fan back, yeah. you know, in my grade school days. I'm going to have to check this one out. There's a song where um, I think it's Fred Durst, and I think he distorted his voice. It sounds like he's talking to someone else and they're talking about how much they hate Limp Biscuit. Okay. And then by the end of the song, the guy mentions, I don't know, something like they make me feel ill whenever I listen to him. And the guy realizes that he's listening to Limp Biscuit, <laughs> And they kind of almost ends their friendship. Um, so this is the first official album in 10 years. What's interesting is they, they recorded an album back in like 2013, 14. Mm-hmm. And it never got released. I don't know if some of the songs from that are on this. And it was called Stampede of the Disco Elephants, which I actually like that title better. What's weird is that Limp Bizkit doesn't have a website. Right. This album is not on CD, Mm -hmm. album, vinyl, nothing. Hmm. That's why I haven't heard of it then. Like, I like to get the, uh, you know, vinyl, of course. Uh, It's on Apple Music, probably on Spotify. Uh, Let's see, November 5th, Nathaniel Radcliffe and the Night Sweats. Don't know if you know them. Uh, called the Future, and this is their third album since 2015. And these are November 5th. Uh, Amy Mann. I love Amy Mann. I've listened to every album. I didn't even know this came out. Uh, Queens of the Summer Hotel, and of course November 5th, ABBA Voyage, which I'm still waiting for my vinyl that I pre-ordered. So November 12th uh, was Courtney Barnett. Uh, she's Australian. Uh, this is her third album. Things take time, take time. Now, listen to some of that. Wasn't really impressed, I have to say. Uh, we got November 12th, Dave Gahan, uh, Imposter. He's from Depeche Mode. Okay. It's his fourth solo album and the first in six years. Uh, this one I'm looking forward to, November 19th, 
Robert Plant and Alison Krauss raised the roof. This is their second album together. First one was great. Another one I'm looking forward to November 19th is Sting, The Bridge. He released two songs. One is If It's Love. This is a weird song because he talks about seeing his doctor, um, drinking coffee. It's sort of <laughs> his everyday life now, I guess. So this is his 15th solo album. And this song has whistling in the beginning Ooh. and at the end. So we need more songs with whistling, I think. Um, and you want to, Jeremy, you want to talk about an album that was... Yeah, Taylor Swift's album, Red, just came out. Well, it's re-released, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other day. 30 songs now instead of the original 16 songs. I actually listened to it. Sounded very good. A lot of some subtle changes, but um, the additions were definitely, you know, a welcome touch to the album. Yeah, I compared a couple to the original. They they sound pretty close. It's amazing. I mean, I know they're her songs. Right. But uh, to go back in and they're not just acoustic guitar and singing. No. There's a lot going on there. There is a lot going on. You're right. Just love her overall sound. Mm-hmm. So that that just came out. There's also, oh, I there's a new Brian Adams album coming out. Oh, okay. I got a pre-order link for that <laughs> the other day. I uh, meant to message you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a big Brian Adams fan, so yeah, I, like I got Brian excited. Adams. I finally just got my Billy Idol signed vinyl mm-hmm. yesterday. That was nice, because that was due in like four Yeah, I wish that ago. was more than an EP. Right. Oh, another one is Susanna Hoffs, who I like so from the Bangles. Okay. There's a song on there, it's her and Amy Mann, and it's a Badfinger song. Ooh. She also does a, a monkey song, not, a, not like a Last Train to Clarksville, it's, it's more obscure song. Uh, I think it's a cover album. And also a band that I know called The Grip Weeds, their album comes out soon. That's all cover songs. They've also got a Monkeys <laughs> song nice. on there. Nice. And then we got uh, December 10th, we got Green Day. Ooh, I'm excited for that one. Now, this is a live album, BBC Sessions, 16 tracks. Uh, December 10th, Neil Young and Crazy Horse, uh, called Barn. <laughs> yeah. Now, also U2, who hasn't really done anything in a while, uh, they have a new song called Your Song Saved My Life, which I really like because it's, it reminds me of, uh, not the song itself, but the vocals remind me of one. I always thought Bono's voice was no effects, no, just kind of raw. Yeah. And now this is from the Sing 2 soundtrack. Okay. Now, I would have watched Sing. I'm a big Scarlett Johansson fan. Of course, she just does the voice in this. But I'm interested. I think this um, soundtrack comes out around Christmas. But I'm interested because there's there's two versions of Where the Streets Have No Name Mm -hmm. on there. Uh, One is with the cast. And another is with just Bono and Scarlett Johansson. Interesting. The movie stars uh, Taron, if I say this right, Egerton from Rocket Man. Okay. Played Elton John. Yep. Uh, Tori Kelly, I've heard of her. She's a singer. Uh, Bono's in the movie. He plays a male lion. <laughs> Clay Calloway. <laughs> Halsey is in the movie. Uh, Porsche Crystal. She's a female wolf. Seth MacFarlane. And of course, Scarlett Johansson, she's a female porcupine. There you go. And I think she was in the first movie. All right. Oh, hold on. Hold on. We got breaking news. I was just handed this. Taylor Swift. She announces yet another album. (laughs) She's just putting stuff out all the time. Uh, 
November 26th, uh, just in time for Christmas. This new album is titled It's My Life. Not to be confused with Bon Jovi. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my mind. And this features uh, recordings of Taylor doing normal, everyday things. Set to dance beats. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Taylor ordering coffee at her favorite coffee shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like to be a fly on the wall and follow Taylor around for one day. Uh, Taylor eating an ambrosia salad. That's very specific. Uh, Taylor cutting an avocado. And Taylor's sleeping, amongst other activities. Yeah. Okay, that one's a little weird. Yeah. Okay, so the new album, it was just announced 10 minutes ago. And Jeremy, she has 9 billion reorders. That is insane. There's 7.9 billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. So this only goes to prove that there is life on other planets, Jeremy. Absolutely. And they too are Taylor Swift fans. Everybody's a Taylor Swift fan. So Jeremy, uh, you and I were both a uh, premium diamond stud member of this Taylor Swift army. Mm-hmm. Been a member of that for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I, got, I have the, tra- the first track, or the, the track, the one where she's sleeping. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. And it's called Sleep Emissions. I don't know what that means. This, this should be good. Let's give this a listen. And I did get permission from Taylor to personally to, to play this. Um, so here we go. So this is off the new album. Got a little dance beat. Oh, that's her sleeping there. I don't know what's going on there. A little restless. Yeah. Oh, what? I don't know. That sounded like a door. Yeah. Oh, it's a little funkier. So So she's snoring? Does she have sleep apnea? Like, what's going on there? I don't know. But you get an inside... Look at Taylor Swift's life. Oh, she's sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait. So November 26th, I got the uh, pre-order on that. I'll probably get it next year. Actually, hers come quick. I can tell you firsthand. I've gotten about 15 albums from her (laughs) website, and they all show up pretty fast. Okay, so that does it for... um, You didn't have anything else, right? No. The only thing I was going to say, going back to the, the Bono song coming out. Yeah. I hope that's coming with a tour. You know, when Bono listens to this mm-hmm. podcast, yeah. you two needs a tour again because that's on my bucket list of s- bands I want to <laughs> see live. <laughs> well, I, I hope they're record because that song is, it's not just Bono, it's, it, it, it did say you too. Okay. So they went in the studio and recorded that. So I heard a while ago they were recording songs, but I haven't heard anything since. Yeah. So Bono, we need that album. Yeah. We need you two on tour. Yes. And we'll be there. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. Um, the pandemic. I almost wonder if bands got bored during mm-hmm. the pandemic because you are seeing so much new music coming out. Oh yeah, and it's not just new artists; it's old, new. I know, I was and everything in between. By the amount of new releases, yeah, and, and people it, that may have not recorded in a while. Maybe they have uh, home studios. Right. A lot of them, or you know, maybe they were just bored, or maybe they were able to create new ideas mm-hmm. because there's nothing else to do. You just start thinking and, Oh yeah. You know, you're isolated and, and when you're a musician, that's your, that's your, uh, job, so yeah. to speak. Uh, that's what you want to do. Well, when you're an artist of any kind, like an author oh, yeah. does the same thing, you know, with writing yeah. a book. So mm-hmm. 
a lot of times music is kind of similar to writing a story. Yeah. It is a story just Mm -hmm. with, you know, vocals or a beat involved. So, yeah, it's just an interesting thing that I kind of noticed. Next up, we're going to talk about some concerts. Actually, I'll talk about all the concerts I've been to. (laughs) So that's coming up. Okay, we're back, and uh, we're going to talk about some concerts we've been to this year. And I'm going to start with, uh, this was the first concert since March of 2020, and this was uh, May 30th, 2021. Uh, I saw this guy that I really like. His name's Sean Rao. It's just, uh, you know, a guy and a guitar. He's got an interesting voice, like a deep voice. Um, I saw him at the Salt Bistro in New Jersey. Now, he's put out six albums since uh, 2004. He was 29 when he put that first album out. And he just put out a new album. Uh, He's from Troy, New York. He received a bass guitar from his father on his 12th birthday. And he performed in a local band. And then after receiving an acoustic guitar as a gift from his uncle, he began playing solo. But he wrote his first song at the age of seven on a Fisher-Price typewriter after wow. listening to Survivor's Eye of the Tiger. And at the age of 17, he discovered Otis Redding and his song Open the Door, which inspired him to begin singing. So this is interesting. In uh, 2007, uh, you know, the site Kickstarter, uh, a lot of independent artists uh, raise money to make an album, right. which is good. Right. He only plays, uh, you know, small clubs and stuff. But he raised over $40,000. So he's got a pretty good fan base. Awesome. That was his album, uh, New Lore. So here, here's some songs that, um, if you're not familiar with Sean Rao, you can look these up. Some songs I like, uh, Wrong Side of the Bed. That's off his album Magic, 2009. Uh, Signs from The Salesman and the Shark, 2012. And Madman from the album Madman, 2014. Shine My Diamond Ring, I like. Uh, Gas Station Rose, that's off of New Lore. Uh, that's probably the first song I heard of his. There's Piano. Simple song, but it's pretty good. And then his new song is Squid Tattoo. Lyrics are kind of funky. It's got a sax in there. So Sean Rao. Now the um, Salt Bistro is a very small place. It's uh, near, I want to say, Columbia, New Jersey. Probably about 10 tables. So they serve food. It's a really cool place to see a a performer. It's very intimate. The stage has all these license plates and all this stuff. You know, it's almost like you're, you know, in someone's shed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As far as the stage goes, I did get to meet him a couple years ago, um, which was cool. Been trying to get him, you know, for an interview. But he, he's got this deep, it, it's hard to describe his voice, except if you remember the band Crash Test Dummies. Yes. It's sort of like that. So it, it's, he has a unique voice. And their, big, their big song was like, mm, 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 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a girl who, you know, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
So you want to tell us about a concert? Well, the first show that I went to this year post-pandemic uh, was Buck Cherry. Mm-hmm. A group called Sister Salvation opened for them, who okay. I'll also talk about repetitively today <laughs> because I saw them three times open up. They're a local band. Mm-hmm. I believe they're right out of Flemington or somewhere thereabouts nearby. They sounded really good. Kind of a younger band with an older lead singer. But mm-hmm. man, you see this guy, he's like a, a heavier set guy, a little bit older. <laughs> but man, he gets up there and not only can he belt out you know, the lyrics, but he can also hit the high notes. And mm-hmm. I, I was quite impressed with his range to go high and low. Is it like hard rock or what would you say? I would yeah. say they're a rock band, not too okay. hard, but nothing soft. Just yeah, their newest single that was out there was called Breathe or Just Breathe, something like I that. I think I listened to them. I know I had recommended them to you before, but I actually made my stepdad go to see them when we went one of the shows I'll get into mm-hmm. and he enjoyed them as well. So I was happy. You know, that something that I enjoyed and so it kind mm-hmm. of spoke, you, you speak highly of something, you get kind of worried that, oh yeah, you know, you might be high on them and someone else might be like, what is that? And, and yeah. that's, that's just music. Well, it's great when you can turn someone else on to something you like. Exactly. Yeah. So Buck Cherry, this was actually the fourth time that I've seen them. It was at the Sherman Theater, right in, mm-hmm. what is that, Scranton, I believe. Nice, small, tight venue. Sound is always really good. Very intimate. Isn't that Stroudsburg? Stroudsburg, not yeah. Scranton. Yes, okay. correct. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, I've been wanting to go there. Yes. The show itself was really, really good. Um, probably the best time that I've seen them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that was the long layoff. You know, maybe they had a chance to kind of rest their voice and come out with a bang. But Or, or practice a lot. Or... Yeah. <laughs> but they sounded amazing. To me, what stood out, they just recently... By recently, I mean back in like April, they released a new album called Hellbound. Mm-hmm. And they played So Hot, which is the single that they were really promoting off of that album. They played the song Hellbound, and then they played the song Gun. Mm-hmm. So three new songs off of the album, which some of the fans who were there next to me, they didn't know those songs. Yeah. I had listened to the album pretty continuously. I only know one song, and I don't even know what it's called, but he talks about, uh, is it, I want to say, he talks about propane or something. Or... Yeah, it, there's one like that you probably know crazy bitch too that was their big hit song they've been around a while yes they have i can picture the guy he's got a lot of tattoos and, yep yeah. yep well i'm a big acdc fan and they mm-hmm. opened for acdc that okay. was kind of how they got their start so that was interesting but their other big song is lit up which you'll hear that's the song quite often too okay. yeah it's talking about cocaine cocaine yes. yeah oh, okay <laughs> my friend used to say propane yeah no yeah cocaine <laughs> i think when he was grilling he was yeah, saying that. There you go. But no, it, it was a great show. I think what I liked most, so they were doing VIP mm-hmm. meet and greets. Okay. Which I didn't purchase okay. a ticket for. Contemplated it, ultimately decided, now maybe I'll wait till next time. How much time. do they charge? I think they were $100, oh, which okay. isn't too bad. No. However, about two weeks later, after that show, they had to postpone some of their dates because mm-hmm. they two members of the band got COVID, I oh, believe. Oh, wow. And my first thought was, man, the VIP meet and greets yeah. are going to get eliminated. But no, they didn't. They said, you know, hey, things happen. Mm-hmm. They were they were very open about it on Facebook and communicating yeah. with the fans, letting them know what was going on. Hey, you know, they didn't want to cancel, but they had to. Um, but they didn't stop doing the meet and greets. And that, mm-hmm. to me, really stood out like, OK, this yeah. is a band that's not just here to try and collect money. They do care about their fans. Not like Kiss. Um <laughs> <laughs> Kiss charges like 
2500 Nice. And then they were behind plexiglass. Yes. I know. know I so had, you get a picture, be, you know. I had a you friend. You could just get some attended. mannequins and dress them up. And Absolutely. <laughs> yep. But, uh, yeah, of all the times I've seen Buck Cherry, this was definitely the best. And I would recommend anybody, mm-hmm. if, they're, if they're even a casual fan, I would check them out. Do you know the new album? What's it called? Hellbound. Hellbound, okay. Yes. Yeah, so check that out. Yeah. I have to check that out. So my next concert was uh, in June, June 19th, and this was a band called the Nielsen Trust. They call themselves TNT, and Nielsen, as in Rick Nielsen, and from Cheap Trick, this is his family band. So it's uh, Dax Nielsen, who is the drummer for Cheap Trick, and uh, Miles, his brother, uh, he's a singer. He has his own band, his wife Kelly. So she's a pretty good uh, singer, too. And what's interesting is they do mostly all Cheap Trick songs. And when they were doing, uh, during, you know, the thick of the COVID, uh, they were doing some live streams. Uh, It was like 20 bucks. Then I was able to cast it to my TV. So that was pretty cool. And it was weird because they weren't playing to an audience, but they were on stage. They were actually performing, not like in their living room or something, but they actually went somewhere to perform and to do the live stream. And Rick, who we know throws out a ton of picks, was just throwing picks to no one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Nice. Yeah, the Nielsen Trust, and uh, that was, oh, this was interesting, because this was in Reading, and it was at, at a music and arts festival. And I went with Mike. By the time we got there, it started to rain. This was supposed to be outside. So they um, had to move the concert inside and it was the strangest concert I've ever been to because just where it was, it was in a garage. It's in this huge garage. There's like trucks parked in there. Uh, it was next to this place called Nitro, which I talked to um, this guy that was there. And he said that they were supposed to open like right before COVID started. They put millions of dollars into this place. And it's a two-story building. And it's right next to this garage, which the garage looks like it could be a fire company. I don't know, like fire company garage. Hmm. And then someone told me that they used to have, long time ago, there was someone, whoever owned the building, he had cars, these old cars up on the second floor. Like, how do you get a car up there? Uh, The windows, there's huge windows in the front. So people would drive by and it was lit up and you'd see these cars up there. It was weird. So yeah, that was, um, it was pretty cool because we were by the stage. I got to see Rick uh, up close. Yeah. So that was, um, that was in June. And uh, so that was my second concert of the year. My second concert, uh, I went by myself to see Hinder. Sister Salvation opened for them. (laughs) There was also a band, uh, another local band out of York, Pennsylvania called Small Town Titans. They were interesting. They were, I didn't know anything about them at all. I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. that they were going to be there, but I listened to them and I won't say I became like the biggest fan, but Mm -hmm. you know, it made me curious to check out what else they have out there. So I have listened to their albums since seeing them live. They're not like a favorite band, but they're someone that I could put on kind of casually and jam out to here or there. Where are they from? York, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Yeah, so local, which is nice. Um, and then Do you I know s- who else is from York? I feel like this is a trick question. <laughs> no. 
No, it's the band live. I, I was going to say them. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were going live or breaking Benjamin. Cause I was trying to figure yeah. out they're from PA as well. Okay. I just don't know where I love yep. live. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, that was what, probably one of my last bands before COVID. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Hinder had a new lead singer, which I didn't realize, but he sounded really good. The band overall was awesome. Full of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of all over the place. They there was a drone that was taping the concert. Okay, so that was kind of distracting at times, but also kind of cool at times. <laughs> <laughs> it was out in like a little field over in Frenchtown, New Jersey, mm-hmm. and sound was really good. Uh, beautiful night. So it wasn't. It was hot during the day, but by the time they mm-hmm. took the stage, it was it was comfortable. But their set list, top to bottom, was really really enjoyable. The crowd was into it. Good atmosphere. Great drink selection where uh-huh. I was at. It, nice. it wasn't your typical, you know, like Budweiser, Miller Lite, Bud mm-hmm. Light. <laughs> they had like 20 beers on draft. You could also get some cans and bottles, but I mean, I was drinking like Angry Orchard, Blue Moon. They weren't like $14 a piece or something. Uh, they, they were a little expensive, but <laughs> they did have a great variety. They also served food there. So, I mean, it was... It was a great venue for a show. Um, I went there twice this summer. But Is that the only band that was playing? No, it was Sister Salvation. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. Small Town Titans and then Hinder. Oh, okay. So you got three shows. Mm-hmm. But I actually did a deal where my Buck Cherry tickets and my Hinder tickets, I got two shows for the price of one. Okay. So mm-hmm. it was a great deal. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I ended up getting, you know, six bands or whatever. So then I went to see um, a band called the Wood Brothers, and they played uh, in Bethlehem at the, uh, I think they call it the Steel Stage. By the, the Steel Stacks? Yeah, Steel Stacks. Yeah. So the opening band was this band I never heard of before called Parsons Field. They're from Mansfield, Connecticut. And I think it was just two guys. We're talking folk music. I never heard of the Wood Brothers before until Mike mentioned them, because he is a big um Modesky, martin and wood fan but the one the one guy of course is in the wood brothers from Modesky, martin and wood that would be wood mm-hmm. they have eight albums out uh their last album was in january 2020 so back in 2018 uh with their sixth album uh one drop of truth uh which they self-produced and recorded uh the album was nominated for Best Americana Album Award at the Grammy Awards. Awesome. So, and they're they're considered an American roots band. You know, you're going to hear, I think you're going to hear mandolin, maybe a little banjo. It's just three guys. For three three guys in the band, they're, the, the sound is like really tight with them. Uh, it's a combination of uh, folk, gospel, blues, and jazz. Kind of a little bit hard to pin down. They aren't definitely aren't doing rock and roll. And the band formed in 2001. Three guys that are in the Wood Brothers. They had other musical careers, like I mentioned, Modesky, Martin, Wood. And they performed together at a show in North Carolina, 2001. So Chris Wood, he plays bass. After that show, he said, I realized we should be playing music together. The one guy, of course, isn't a brother. It's two brothers and, a, and another guy. His name is Jano Ricks. That's a cool name. Yeah. So we got Chris Wood and Oliver Wood. Oliver plays acoustic and electric guitar. The show I saw was, uh, they did 20 songs. So that's a good, I mean, Cheap Trick does like 20 songs, you know. Mm-hmm. It was a nice, again, like you said, it, it was, I mean, with your concert, this was a nice 
night you know it was during uh it was in august so and it wasn't wasn't too hot it was it was perfect perfect night to see a a band so so this was the one uh rich my stepdad went with me to go see puddle of mud okay once again sister salvation opened <laughs> there was another band there too i don't even remember their name they were they weren't bad but they weren't memorable <laughs> their drummer looked like ron jeremy for what that's oh, worth. wow somebody actually screamed that at one point and he went along with it mm-hmm. so that was kind of funny now have you ever met the band no so you've seen him three times mm-hmm. this year i met the lead, lead singer he was okay. out and about kind of talking with people mm-hmm. i had the opportunity to but a lot of times when they were doing the interactions it was when the main act was on the stage mm-hmm. and i just wanted to listen to and watch mm-hmm. you know that main performance so but have you have you seen him before this year no okay no it was it was very random a friend mentioned to me when he saw that they were opening for buck cherry okay that they were good okay so i checked them out ahead of time mm-hmm. and i enjoyed the music saw them live and enjoyed it that much more but no i i have not met them yet and, and i'm kind of kicking myself for that to be honest mm-hmm. because i do enjoy their music and I should have made that effort at any of those shows. Well, you probably see them again. Yeah, I think I just took it for granted that I would <laughs> keep seeing them again. <laughs> but every time they sounded really good. So it wasn't like a one and done. It wasn't you got mm-hmm. lucky that time. You know, they they just had a unique, great sound to them. When we went to see Puddle of Mud, we, my stepdad and I, we were a little concerned because I don't know if you've heard some of the horror stories of Puddle of Mud in the past. Wes Scantlin has a bit of a uh, attitude problem. Oh, okay. He's flipped out on sound guys. Mm-hmm. He's flipped out on fans, threatened fans, actually had to go through like therapy. Was that the guy that um, was accusing someone of taking his house or something? <laughs> I don't know about that. This was years ago. There was a guy yelling. At, he was just out of his mind. Yeah. I mean, from what I understand, he was doing a lot of drugs and several band members have left the band because they, they couldn't even tolerate him. Yeah. But he was also accused of lip syncing. Mm-hmm. So I know he, he got pissed off about that at several of the shows. I'm confident he wasn't when we went to see him. We were very close to the stage. But also the first two songs sounded terrible. Like, okay, we, <laughs> my stepdad and I talked about it on the drive home and I first said something and he kind of started to finish my sentence. Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> like, you know, I, I was a little concerned at first. Yeah. It sounded terrible. He's like, that's not even the word for it. It was absolutely <laughs> awful. They just needed the sound to be corrected and they got it. <laughs> uh, but the vocals were off. The, the guitar was off the drums mm-hmm. like everything was just you mean out off. of tune or yeah it just... yeah it just didn't sound good at all wow but after that second song then mm-hmm. it was like okay that this is more of what we were expecting they put on an awesome show and near the end they said you know something to the extent of we're gonna hang out over at our merch tent because mm-hmm. we don't have anything to do tomorrow for once <laughs> after the show so we didn't hang out to meet them but to me, that told me, you know what, they, they probably were given off as much energy as they possibly could mm-hmm. because they had a day off to kind of relax and recoup the next day. My experience, I would recommend them. Like, it's one of those bands you probably don't realize how many songs you know by them because, you know, She Hates Me was the big mm-hmm. one. Yeah. But Blurry, Control, Stoned, Psycho, Famous, like a lot of these mm-hmm. songs are songs that you've probably heard on the radio at one point or another. 
I mean, they just they did a great job. So my next one was uh, August 29th, and it was a girl that we had interviewed. She is a folk singer from Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, Andrea Von Campen. Now, Mike and I had tickets for this a couple months before, and then everyone knows Mike had to take a leave of absence from the podcast, but he still wanted to go to this show, I guess, to get things off his mind. Now, this is at City Winery in Philadelphia, and I've never been there before. It's a it's a beautiful place. It's like, I, I don't know how old this place is, but uh, you walk in, they got a, I think they have some tables, and then there's a bar. But they had this huge, huge picture of Led Zeppelin in front of their plane. Nice. And I'm talking, it's got to be 20 feet, 30 feet high uh, before it, you know, and then you kind of go around it to go, you know, to the bathrooms. But, and they also have two areas. There's a small stage and then there's a bigger area, which we didn't see, which I assume maybe it was upstairs. So they have, I think, bigger artists, you know, up there. Right. Like, believe it or not, next year, Sinead O'Connor, which I didn't know about, I'm on a waiting list, is playing there. Oh, cool. So the the opening act was uh, a girl named Sophie Coran, if I'm saying that, C-O-R-A-N, and she played piano. Now, the stage is, was weird because I wanted to get a table right by the stage. Not knowing, I have never been there before, but the table was literally touching the stage. And the stage was a little elevated. They have to go through, you know, walk through the tables to get to the stage. So Sophie's piano was like in the middle, so that was fine. And she, you know, sat there and played the piano the whole time. You know, she kind of had her back to everybody. She was really good. She's pretty young. She's probably in her 20s. But when Andrea came on, she stood almost at the edge of the stage, and we had to look up, and I, it felt so weird just looking up and staring at someone playing rather than her being back a little bit and staring, you know, looking. Like when you see a concert, you look at them, you know, straight forward, right. not looking up. Right. Andrew put out a new album this year, which is pretty good, called That Spell. It's on Fantasy Records. Uh, she just put out a Christmas song, uh, but we got to meet. She had a merch table. We got to talk to her friend. She travels just with her guitar and her friend. She was just doing all these shows. Like I said, she's from Nebraska, so she was doing some East Coast shows. Like she played New York and I think Boston. Yeah, so that was cool. We got She knew who we were, which is always cool. Got to talk to her for a little bit. I bought her album. Not her new one. It, I don't think it had been out yet. Got her to sign that. The The thing is, when, when I go to a concert, and I like to get there really early, especially if we're going to eat dinner. Some of the concerts this year at dinner, <laughs> I know, Jeremy and I have had problems. But when Mike and I we, I, we sat at the bar and had a beer, we found out we could order food at the table. So I thought, well, we have enough time before they come on. And I don't know, I'm, I like technology, but sometimes when it fails, it fails like miserably. Yes. So Mike goes on, you had to, um, scan a QR code, of course. Mike's able to order his food. I'm having a problem. Mm -hmm. I can't even get a beer. I don't get food. And you know, the concert's going on. And like I said, they're right there at the stud, you know, and I, it's very uncomfortable. Uh, to call over a waitress or anything. 
So needless to say, I didn't eat. So after the show, this is right across from Chinatown, Philly. Okay. So we walked around there and it's like, I don't know, 10, 30, 11. And everybody's shutting down. This is the thing with, with COVID or I don't know what's going on. But, you know, 10 o'clock, everything's closed. Uh, or sooner. <laughs> yeah. Except there's a little convenience store that was across the street, like a 7-Eleven, which we're in Philly. I, I can't say I feel 100% safe. You never know. You know, you're, you're going to get a, a cap in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, I, I go in this convenience store and it's a little scary and I decide to get a couple hot dogs and how long you think those hot dogs had been sitting there? I have no idea, but you had to, you had to help yourself to the hot dog. You had to, you had to pull out, like, <laughs> I didn't know there's a drawer there. You pull like, like I'm at home, I yeah. pull out this drawer and there's hot dog rolls. And these were probably the cheapest hot dogs. You, who <laughs> knows, knows what was in them. Right. So I get in my car I'm eating these hot dogs, like driving, like home, and I can feel something going on. I, I, it was a mistake. <laughs> you know, I get home like 12.30, 1 o'clock, and then I go to bed soon after. The concert was great, but the food experience, um, miserable. I'm not going to go into all the details, but anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking about concerts. We can talk about food, too. So the next concert was actually in... My town, which is great, Washington, New Jersey. And every year they do something called Festival in the Borough. And I've been to a couple of these. And it's like an all-day music. They set up a stage. There's a huge parking lot in town. Our town is uh, basically a couple blocks, small town. But there's this huge parking lot where they, they block off everything. And, they, and they, they build this huge stage. I mean, the stage was not small. So all day music, blues, they've got Southern Rock Band, which was really good. They were doing cover songs. The main attraction uh, was the Smithereens, who I've talked about many times. I've seen the Smithereens in one form or another over 40 times. This is the first time they came to my town. So, And Marshall Crenshaw uh, was on vocals. And they did, uh, they did a couple cover songs I've never heard of. They did a Badfinger song, an Almond Brothers song. Um, I got to meet Marshall, trying to get him, you know, for an interview. Got him to sign his new album, which is uh, all live stuff. And our friends met us there. Now, my friend's wife was not feeling well, and I was worried. I was, I don't know what, I don't know what was going on with her. Um, she just did not look good. And my friend was coughing. This time period, three years ago, right? Two years ago. You wouldn't have thought anything of it. Maybe you kind of want to stay away from because if they have a cold, you don't want to get a cold either. But luckily I survived. And it <laughs> <laughs> but it was good seeing them. They uh, bought a house uh, nearby. I've known them a long time and through the smithereens, which is great. It was good to see, you know, old friends and uh, share music together. And the smithereens are always a good show. Uh, guys are in there. 60s now. I remember years ago, I took someone uh, to see the Smithereens with me, and they, I don't even know if they had ever seen them. They commented how, like, they couldn't believe how they still sounded the same, and they could still still rock for old guys. I'm an old guy. My next concert, uh, which I really looked forward to, is the Monkees. 
which the monkeys are now only two people. Uh, we got Michael Nesmith and uh, Mickey Dolans. And I brought my friend Stacy with me, who I, before COVID, we used to go to a lot of shows. Uh, used to be the Sands Casino. Now it's Wind Creek in Bethlehem, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. This was October 22nd. And we had pretty good seats. I think we were in the 15th row. Now, Michael Nesmith, he's going to be 80. And it was kind of sad because I saw an interview with him just like two years ago. And he looked totally different. I hope he's not ill, but he looked like he lost a lo- some weight. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them played an instrument. I think Mickey uh, had a tambourine. And Michael Nesmith, uh, he wrote, believe it or not, some good songs You know, for the monkeys. I mean, one song... I don't know if you know this song, uh, Different Drum, it's called. Linda Ronstadt recorded it, and Michael Nesmith wrote that song. So they did that song. They did 31 songs. Wow. 31. But that was a time where songs were only like two to three minutes long, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're, I'm not trying to discredit what they did by any stretch of the imagination. Just yeah, trying to put some perspective that they were a lot of short well, songs. Well, you know, they're still short songs. I mean, well, yeah, the Ramones wrote like one and a half minute songs. Right. But I noticed on the new Amy Mann album, there's a couple, there's one song that's like 30 seconds Mm -hmm. and then another that's a minute and a half just thrown in there. Well, the Beatles were notorious for that too. Yeah. Like two minute songs. Mm -hmm. Not like Taylor Swift. She did, you know, on Saturday Night Live, 10 minute version, you know, and it wasn't a jam song. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's it. My wife's let my wife sit in there like, uh, when's this song? <laughs> yeah. I always think back when, you know, DJs were still, they, they spoke on the radio and you know, they had to keep the audience into it. And the song Nights in White Satin by the Moody Blues. Mm-hmm. The only reason that song became popular is because some DJ had to use the bathroom and tried to find one of the longest songs mm. in his CD library that he could find. Yeah. And he put that on <laughs> so that he could use the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not putting on a monkey song to uh, yeah. relieve your stomach issues. <laughs> I've liked the monkeys a long time. Uh, my friend, of course, Stacy. Uh, we, we saw the monkeys with Peter Tork uh, last time at, at uh, it was the Sands. So they did, you know, their hits. Last Train to Clarksville, uh, Mary Mary. They put out an album, believe it or not, a couple of years ago. And it's, it's great. It, it's like they got a lot of different writers from other bands to write the songs. Okay. Including uh, Rivers, what's his name? Rivers Como from uh, Weezer. Oh, wow. Okay. He wrote some songs. It was a little sad because there's a song called While I Cry. Now, I still haven't figured it out, but Michael Nesmith sang this song. And by the end of the song, he's crying. Now, I don't know, and I think I've seen him do this song on this tour. I don't know if it's an act. <laughs> is he crying every time he sings this song? And it, it is a sad song to begin with. But I think, I really think this is going to be his last tour. I think Michael Nesmith lives in England, too. But Mickey Dolan sounded incredible. They had, they had a young band with them. Mm-hmm. An incredible band. It was a great show. Really, really good show. And I love that I saw kids. Kids were at this show. That's great. I don't know if it's because of Shrek. Uh, I'm a believer. I noticed this little girl in front of me when that song, when Mickey was singing that, she was up, her and her sister singing Mm -hmm. that song. So That's great. Yep. 
And nobody, you know, likes Smash Mouth anymore. So who took Smash Mouth? <laughs> I, <don't. laughs> I loved Smash Mouth when I was a kid. Might as well be walking yeah. on the sun. There was also a um, break. Of course, 31 songs, right? So there was, there was a 15 minute, 20 minute break. Okay. Take a bathroom break. Yeah, I mean... Unless they're wearing diapers on stage. They got to do something. Yeah. And then at one point, I think before they took the break, I'm not sure. Mickey Dolan's just came out by himself to sing. And then Michael Nesmith came out. And Michael Nesmith, after he sang the song, he was about to walk off the stage. And Mickey had to go over to him and tell him we still have a couple more songs to do. Oh, so I'm hoping that there's nothing going on there. You know, there's only two of them left. And it's ironic. There's two monkeys now and two Beatles. The last show, both Jeremy and I were at that, and this was Cheap Trick, and this was in Reading again, where I saw the Nielsen Trust. This was November 2nd. No opening band. Nope. The Santinger Performing Arts Center, right in Reading, right down, you know, if you call it downtown. Uh, Great show. Cheap Trick was too loud for this this place. Mm -hmm. Like, we both agree it was... Maybe it was, again, with the sound. Uh, it was a little distorted. Yeah. Um, you know, it could be just a sound person. They, or they got things turned up, you know, too loud. It might have been too amped up. I mean, it yeah. got better as the show went on. Yeah. But I think they're meant for a bigger venue. So the, the rumor is uh, that Chief Trick doesn't have opening bands because, mainly because of COVID still. Mm-hmm. And these bands were inviting people backstage that shouldn't have been backstage maybe they weren't wearing masks i don't know right so they did 20 songs now this was an early concert too it was 7 30 yeah and we got there with a minute to spare (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think they played till nine yep and uh like nine on the dot too so they they did some some songs uh that you know they do their they have to do dream police and uh you know, surrender. I want you to want me. And yeah. Jeremy was telling me, a song he really likes is "Ain't That a Shame," which they did, which yep. was good. Yep. And I like the flame, but you don't. <laughs> I like the flame, but I I don't know. I I'm not real crazy. I probably liked it when it came out, yeah. but they probably played it too much. I don't like Big Eyes. For some, I never liked that song. But they did. Uh, never had a lot to lose. I like that song. And the song I was telling you about, Jeremy, about. Uh, I call it the suicide song, is Alvita Sane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that. That was like almost, that was the second to the last song. Yeah. But I love Cheap Trick that they have, they have a song called Hello There, which if you know Cheap Trick, you know, Hello There, ladies and gentlemen. They start with that song and then they have a song called Good Night. Mm-hmm. So it's, what band has a beginning yeah. and ending song? Yeah. Like, and then you know, every show Cheap Trick does, they change up the set list, which is great. Yeah. I mean, they've got 20 albums. The one thing that kind of stood out to me with this show that I don't know that I've noticed them doing this in the past, but it seemed like the show just kind of flew by. And then next thing you know, they did hit, 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 mix mm-hmm. in a song, hit. Whereas yeah. they didn't kind of mix in the hits throughout the night. They just kind of, by the end of the show, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Here's all of our... Well, yeah, we got... um. Let's see. Yeah, they did The Flame, I Want You to Want Me, uh-huh. Dream Police. Then they threw in Never Had a Lot to Lose, and then Surrender. Yep. You're right. Yep. And then they did a new song in Another World, which I like. 
And then Jeremy and I, I know this girl, her name is Tracy. She does the Dax's Facebook fan page. So I've, I've seen her. I've met her in Reading the last time I saw her. And then we, we kind of, when we were, before we got to the venue, we were walking down the street and we saw the buses. We assumed they were Cheap Tricks buses. They had to park on the street, but it was a Tuesday night. Yeah. So they obviously got a parking space because behind the theater is like an alley. And uh, there was a truck park back there. So we lucked out because uh, they had to pull the bus around and to the end of the alley. And they were just hanging out. Yeah, the entire band. Yeah. Had, they literally had to walk by yeah. us. And Dax I've met before. And of course, we've interviewed him. And, you know, Rick was his quirky self. Mm-hmm. And uh, got to meet Robin. We didn't meet Robin's son because right now um, Tom had heart surgery, Tom Peterson. So he's not touring with them, but so it's Robin Taylor Zander. That's Robin's son is playing bass. Mm -hmm. And of course, Dax is Rick's son. Yeah. So you only got like half the original (laughs) cheap trick, but But you you got got the the two main. (laughs) Yeah. And you got the two main members. Yep. When you lose the singer, like if you lost the singer of a band, it's it's still not the same. No, it's different. Unless it's ACDC. Yeah. It's, it's the only exception. Well, a- well ACDC got um, Axl Rose, <laughs> if you remember. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. I meant Brian Johnson after Bon Scott, oh, but okay. Oh. <laughs> no, I mean, well, Axl filled in. He yeah, did. Well, I'm talking about, Lu- well, yeah, they lost Bon Scott and then got Brian, but I'm talking about losing the guy you know for most of the songs. I'd like to see Guns N' Roses, but... I've seen them. They were amazing. First show back was in Michigan. Yeah, I think Axel might have his stuff together now. I was blown away by how good his vocals were, and he didn't have any background musicians at all, Mm -hmm. because we were looking. Um, But they were actually with uh, Alice in Chains, who was also really good. Oh, okay. And the lead singer of them passed away, but I didn't know that the guitarist or the bassist... When did you see Guns N' Roses? Not in this lifetime tour. Oh, I was not in this Michigan. lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> um, I want to say it was their first show back, maybe twenty seventeen B- or twenty eighteen. Okay, BC before COVID. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yes, it was called the mm-hmm. Not in This Lifetime tour. Yeah. Do you have any uh, concerts planned next year yet? I was eyeballing that break Breaking Benjamin show that's going to be at the beginning of December, but it's a uh, an acoustic. Mm-hmm. solo oh, yeah. set so i think i'm gonna pass on that one that's on my birthday yeah you know jim's birthday mm-hmm. is probably yeah. more important than a solo <laughs> set i w- i would i'd go i was looking go. i was looking at that motley tickets crew. are like 10 bucks or something they're not <laughs> <laughs> i was looking at that motley crew Def leopard poison stadium tour that's mm-hmm. gonna take place next yeah. year i'd like to check that one out mm-hmm you know, once Bono listens to our podcast, he's U2 is going to go on tour. So that oh, they'll be, be putting the... that album out really soon. Yeah. They hear us. You got to get that album done and get this tour going, Bono. Uh, yeah. Come absolutely. on, man. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're counting on you. Yeah. I will be there. Ridiculous. Now, I want to see Cheap Trick and Rod Stewart. You mentioned that show, and now that's kind of on my it's radar, It's been postponed too. for the last couple of years. Yeah. It's like a lot of shows have been postponed, like uh, Elton John. He's still doing his farewell tour. I saw him like, I swear I saw him three years ago mm-hmm. on the farewell tour. Well, he actually restarted that um, <laughs> because so many shows got canceled. Yeah. 
he didn't want to screw over those people, so he just so determined, he yeah, the, yeah, that he was going to add shows and kind of make it worth his while to yeah. tour again, I guess. And then um, I wanted to see Greta Van Fleet, like I was telling Jeremy earlier, um, and Rival Sons. They're in Atlantic City at the um, Hard Rock, but I looked at tickets and they're like, I swear, they're like two hundred eighty, three hundred dollars, and they're not really good seats. I don't understand. They're not the Stones. Oh, I like to see the Stones too. I'm kind of hoping, you know, like Billy Idol just released that new EP. Like, I'm mm-hmm. kind of hoping maybe a tour will come. Yeah. You know, I mentioned Brian Adams earlier has a new album coming out. Maybe he's going to go on tour. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to see some of those musicians that I have seen, but haven't seen them for many years now. Yeah. Just to kind of see where they're at. Ario Speedwagon is actually doing a show oh, I next love to month. See Aria. And I haven't seen them probably seven or eight years now they're they're a great band I'd, I'd where are they playing right up at penn's peak okay i'd go to that yeah i love take, aria speedwagon tickets weren't cheap. and i i've never seen our oh you got tickets no they weren't oh. cheap is what i'm saying oh well I'll buy you a beer but... i wouldn't be worried about that they were like 200 bucks a seat or something like if they come down i'd consider going to see them but they were playing like the allentown fairgrounds <laughs> and stuff like that for like 50 bucks maybe yeah i saw sticks and uh pat benatar and before covid happened that that year that was my my i think my biggest concert year i can remember i mean i I go to a concert every other month maybe but i went to 15 concerts and that's a lot for me right because it was i think it was every month <laughs> once i got to like september i'm like okay i got to i got to continue i got to see a concert in october november <laughs> i made sure every month and that was the year um, we went to, I think that was the year we went to Sweden. Maybe it was 2018. That was, yeah, that was the year. I even saw a band in Sweden. So, nice. You know, yeah. Those were the concerts we went to this year. And ho- hopefully there's many more going on. Things are starting to ease up, but uh, who knows? Hopefully those gas prices come down so that you can get to the concerts. Yeah. So turn off your TV. And turn up the music. We're out of here. Intro and exit music by the band 99%. Today's show is produced and edited by Jim Thatcher. Jim and Mike Talk Music is recorded at, did you say, 7 Studios in Washington, New Jersey. You can find Jim and Mike Talk Music on Apple Music, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Transition Music, Jim Beat, composed by Jim Thatcher.